It was the rally of the century last <laughs> night as the Packers take down the Bears 24-23. One of the wildest games I've seen in a long, long time. Mr. Rogers in his neighborhood, one-legged Mr. Rogers. Comes back from the injury and puts up three TDs in the fourth quarter. Just a ridiculous performance. We've got so much to talk about with that game. How's he doing today? Is he going to play against Minnesota? And those poor Bears, they just cannot beat the Rodgers-led Packers. Just like they couldn't beat the Favre-led Packers. It's now 40-14 and 14 since Favre first showed up in Green Bay with their lead over the Bears. And now they have a three-game advantage in the all-time series. Fantastic show last night. We got a great one tonight alongside, as always, to help us through, Matt Z. Hello, Matthew. Hello, hello, hello. Well, finally, we have settled the argument. Who is the better quarterback? Aaron Rodgers, Mitch Trubisky. Finally, it's been it settled. Definitive. By a hair, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, by a nose, I would say. <laughs> I would say. Uh, Man, what a difference it takes to have experience in a lot of talent. Yeah, no kidding. Rodgers, four years, 134 mil, 33 and a half a season. Yeah. Khalil Mack, six years, $141 million. I tweeted after the game, your early front runners for your league MVP is Rodgers, and yep. your front runner early for defensive MVP is Khalil Mack. He had the fun in the first half. Rodgers has his in the second. And to tell you the truth, when people say, why did the Packers pony up and get this guy? Just think what he could have done. I'd rather the quarterback than a pass rushing linebacker for that kind of money. I would. It's yep. a quarterback league. It's not a sack league. But yes, pressure on lesser quarterbacks can really make a difference. He made a difference early. But it was against a lesser quarterback. He's getting after Deshaun Kaiser, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yes. If Khalil Mack would produce a fumble, fumble recovery, sack, interception, touchdown every week, all right, give the man his money. He's gonna, <laughs> but he's, he's not going to have that impact every single game. He's I don't a think hell so. of a player. And there was so much concern. Was he going to be ready? How's his body going to hold up? Is he going to have to get ah, rust off? But it did not hold up. Second half, he was a little gassed. Dialed yeah. up the no huddle, spread it around, get rid of it quick stuff. When Rodgers was basically a Lynn Dickey-esque statue back there, uh, you know, and uh, he tired out. So outside of Aaron Rodgers, obviously he's the player of the game. That no question there. Who's the guy that would have got it if Rodgers was out that second half? Who's another guy that stood out for you? Stood out for me? Uh, well, he stood out for Mike McCarthy today. That was Kentrell Bryce. Granted, the defense got out to a shaky start, but this guy was all over the place. Nine tackles to lead the way, communicating a defense that we have not seen. Did you see the starting lineup? Yeah. Three safeties, three corners, two outside linebackers, one inside linebacker. Uh, very unusual setup to try and thwart what the Bears have been scheming, and that's the other thing that drove me about this game. Within minutes of the first touchdown that Trubisky scored to make it 7 to nothing. I'm getting tweets hashtag fire petting. Good lord people. Oh, stop. No, I'm not kidding really? you. Yes. Uh. Yes. It's the same old, same old. New name, same D. Uh, but uh, first games are like preseason games. I've been nope. saying this for years. And against a team that has Matt Nagy takes over the Bears yeah. in January. He spends January to Saturday night scheming the first 15 for the Green Bay Packers with things that they haven't even shown in preseason. And it was really good. It was effective. Run Howard against the 
Three safety defensive front, get Cohen in space, move down the field, convert a couple of third downs, get a couple of defensive roughing the passer penalties yeah. along the way, and all of a sudden you're in business. Took the Packers two series, for that matter, to figure it out, but from that point on, they got a defensive touchdown and another field goal, and that was it. Whoever sent out the hashtag FirePetton should be banned from Twitter. I blocked him immediately. I'm totally fine with that. All Those right. types of people should be banned from Twitter forever. But it was. I say Jamal Williams and his blitz pickups. Well, he had the huge, huge one, obviously, on Devontae's yeah. 51-yard grab. I, blitz I noted that right away. It was unbelievable. The linebacker came clean, and, and Jamal just stood him up and allowed Aaron to get that. Yeah, he's not field. trying just to direct you somewhere else he's trying to stuff you at the point of attack you've that was got nice. to take him on and he yeah. did yeah there were there were a lot of good individual plays obviously great plays for the quarterback yeah. but allison goes laying out for the touchdown uh you know it was funny that it was an allison series and then because he caught the third and 14 15 yep. yard yep. uh after the grounding penalty and then finished it with a touchdown their first of the day and then it was an adams turn the 51 yarder right before his 12 yard and then it was the cob on really the one play drive they went two incompletions and then hit the 75-yarder to win the ball game. Yeah, no, Rodgers was fantastic, obviously, with everything he was dealing with that knee, but you still have to have playmakers catching that ball. No and you're right, Toronto makes a hell of a catch. Devontae, just that effort to and, get into the end and zone. For all and, the, yeah, yeah, and for all the attention, Jimmy Cram has gotten this preseason, and I still think it is warranted there will be games when he is the yeah. eight for 95 and two-score games. Just didn't happen last night. But when Rodgers was limited with his mobility, Matt, and they went to that no huddle, get rid of it quick, not yep. unlike they did when he had the calf injury a couple of years ago. And he just sat back and roasted teams for a couple of weeks when he couldn't move. He went to what was most familiar. They practiced that no huddle, two-minute stuff all the time, almost two or three times a week. They have extensive periods of that. And he went to the guys that he knows can run it. Uh, and that was Adams, Cobb, and Allison. And they got it done. Fantastic game. Before we're done tonight, somebody's going to the next fantastic game against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Thanks to our friends from Robinson, we got a bunch of great door prizes to give away. And Dina Lowry uh, via Rockford, Illinois, grew up the Bear fan, but I think his allegiance has long since switched, <laughs> is going to be our special guest here tonight. You're going to love Dino coming back on board this evening. So settle in and let's get rolling. 24-23, the pack win. We'll start with the locker room quotes. And Mike McCarthy said, yeah, that was quite a night. Excellent, excellent football game tonight. I uh, just can't tell you what a great atmosphere it was at Lambeau Field. Uh, our fans were tremendous. It was great to have the alumni back, and, and that's what rivalry games look like. Yeah, I tell you, what, 197th, none of them have looked quite like that. Right. Not quite like that. Yeah, when you really figure in, it's the 197th meeting, it's the 100th season for Packers football, it's the opening night, an opening weekend. I know that it was a nail-biter, and there was – hesitancy with Rodgers and his knee, but the way that that thing finished, did you really want it any other way? Yeah. I mean, it just seemed like yeah, it was going to have that historic ending to it. It sure did. Well, that 197th uh, was a painful rivalry debut for Bears head coach Matt Nagy. That's a tough one for us. It stings. Um, yeah, I want our guys to, to feel that. They understand. I want our coaches to feel it. Um, you know, we, we talked about finishing, and, and we didn't do that. But I'll say this, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of our team. I'm proud of our guys. And he should be. They're, they're good on defense. Yeah. But the closer the Packers crept, 
the tighter Mitch Trubisky played. Yeah, it was it was pucker time. It was. It pucker, was. Pucker, you could pucker. just see he was scrambling around all night, making yeah. some things happen with his feet. But all of a sudden, he got a little skittish in the pocket, in and out. Passes were more and more off target when he needed it to happen most. The difference between a second-year guy and a 14-year guy that's a two-time MVP that's won a Super Bowl. There's just no two ways about it. But it was looking bleak when Aaron went down with the pack already down 10, and it reached 20 nothing before he returned to the field from that knee injury. And here's Aaron on the injury, his return, and the rally. Yeah, it was painful. Um, got it checked out. It was in some pain, so we want to do some further tests back in the uh, you know, locker room area. So we came back in. Did some tests. Felt like uh, you know, I couldn't further injure it at the time. So Doc and I agreed I could go back and play. Did he ever play? Well, and the best part of that was him after the game talking about he had yet to jog on that leg to see if he could even move. No, they were doing walk. flexibility tests, kind of just a little bending. Dr. McKenzie leg. didn't know if he could jog yet, yeah, so Roger yeah. said, I'm walking out and decided, oh, okay, let's jog and just test it now. And well, and he tested it. And did he play? It was 3 of 7 for 13 in the first half, a 17 of 23 for 273 and three scores in the second. I'm really proud of our team. You know, after it was decided. I was going to come back. You know, I knew it might give us a little, a little jolt. You know, we just had to play a lot better football in the second half, and we did. You know, we put together four scoring drives. Guys making, uh, you know, Gmo contested catch, um, yards after the catch, um, obviously uh, Devonte and Randall's. But uh, the protection was really good, and obviously being uh, more of a statue back there, had to, you know, deal the ball on time and make sure we had guys getting open. And guys made plays. They made a bunch of plays. And Geronimo Allison, our guest last week, made the first one a terrific 39-yard TD grab. One thing I think about his toughness um, and his resiliency. Come back and fight through um, that little bit of pain, a little bit of adversity, and then go out there and still place the ball. And um, my job to be in the right spot, right time, and bring that ball in and make the play. Made a play. Devontae Adams made his, the 51-yarder, before his 12-yard TD. And then there's Randall Cobb's grab that turned into the 75-yard game winner. Did Cobb think this might just add another chapter to Mr. Rogers' legacy? I mean, you've seen it time and time again. I mean, that guy's a warrior. He goes out and he competes and he fights. He gives us everything he has, every opportunity he can. And, uh, you know, uh, I love seeing just the fact that, you know, he come back out there and uh, play the way that he did in the second half. And give credit to Ty Montgomery on that play. Hustling down and got a block right at the goal line. Allowed Cobb really? to cut back in. He was looking for 30 yards for someone to run into. He, he ran into someone. <laughs> I know. He, he got a block at but, the end. Allowed Cobb to cut yeah, back in. Who right. knows? Yeah. And fittingly, it was Mack who made the last right. pitch attempt at yep. his legs at the two-yard line. Uh, it's a fair weather day. The garage door's even open here today. Beautiful here. View. But let's not be fair weather fans, and we cannot gloss over the first half. Where the newest monster on the midway, Rick Havoc, Brian Balagon, Khalil Mack, dominating that second quarter, but going a little quiet in the second half. And yeah, that's the way games go. You know, I mean, I, I mean, especially against guys like that, against big time pass rushers, it's kind of a chess match. Especially a guy like him that's very smart, very technically sound. I mean, there's going to be things that uh, he does well and executes, and you know, you have to combat those things and find ways to counteract what he's doing they found ways they found and, ways but it took a while and there well there's a difference between 
getting the ball out in two seconds, two and a half seconds, compared to four seconds, four and a half, five seconds. I mean, you can limit any pass rusher when the ball's out in two seconds. And I think we kind of found out. All right, who's going to win the quarterback number two battle this uh, yeah. training camp? Brett Hundley versus Deshaun Kaiser. Does it make a difference? It really didn't. Kaiser did not look good. Packer D gave up 10 points in the first two series. It almost gave the Bears a shot at a comeback of their own. They needed not one but two fourth down stops. The first one negated on Clay Matthews. Really, really bad penalty. Yeah, I just, you know, uh, you know, I think I was just coming uh, coming on the backside. And, I mean, I, I don't really kind of beat myself up over that because that's not a mistake that I uh, generally made, especially on fourth down. I think last year they might have given me a, a, a nice warning, but it's changing this year. I had my uh, I had my iPad charged and ready to turn it over tomorrow to Goody, so um, I'm glad Nick bailed me out. He was ready to turn in his iPad. Well, he leaves if his he was feet. A, yeah, if he was a rookie undrafted free agent rather than a four-time pro yeah. bowler, he might have been cut for that if they lost the game. Left his feet from behind, Stupid. almost helmet to helmet. Yeah, it was. Uh, it could have been really bad. It could have been. Well, Nick Perry did bail out Clay by... Sacking Trubisky and forcing the game clinching fumble. Just trying to get on the edge and, and, and make the play, man. I, I think uh, I think it was a, a team effort out there. Uh, the, the, the back end really did a good job, and uh, you know we, we were able to bring it home. And Aaron Rodgers will probably stay home for a day or two, resting that sore knee. But he learned something from the old gunslinger Brett Favre. It doesn't hurt so bad when you beat the Bears. This is what we're paid to do. You know, we're paid to, to deal with uh, injuries and play through them. That's what everybody's doing and will be doing throughout this season. Um, that's the measure of a, a teammate, is what are you willing to put on the line for your team. And to me, it's a no-brainer. Being out there is, is special. Uh, the ovation from the crowd lifts you up, gives you the energy, the momentum of the game, and feel the tide turning. It's special. This will definitely go down as... as uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, memories, especially in this rivalry. But we've had some fun ones. Oh, he's had a lot of fun ones. Six TDs and a half. Yep. Beating them in Chicago to go to the Super Bowl, which they won. Randall Cobb's fourth-down TD to win the division title. And let's just throw this one onto the pile. But it was stick him on the glove short of being the comeback that wasn't. Thank you, Kyle Fuller. Thank you for that drop oh. that couldn't have hit you any better. I know. <laughs> it's just... That should have been the end of the game right there, and All he drops right. it, and you take Sometimes advantage. Sometimes you got to get a break or two, yeah. and they made many and got a few along the way. 1-0 start to this season, but a painful one at that. The update on Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy said today they are still conducting tests. They have at least an idea of what's going on and what happened exactly. They're not telling us. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> um, he's going to... Obviously, take it easy. They'll know more on Wednesday, and that's all I got right now, he said. The fear was ACL when he went down, and you looked at that hit. I know you guys are there in the press box. Yeah. I don't know how much replay you guys saw, but on NBC, the slow-motion replay of a 300-pound man yeah, falling on your left leg. Yeah, kind of funny, and, uh, but I was encouraged by, first he laid down for a while, got up a walk to the sidelines without well, But he gets up, him. he gets up and then goes down to a knee again because yeah. he couldn't put pressure yeah, on it. I that know. was where I was like, okay, this is this, this is going to be, be serious. Went into the goofy little blue tent, yeah. you know, for that little examination. And, uh, you know, it, it looks like a, I don't even want to say. Uh, but then he came out, walked to the cart, got the ride in. And then you're right. When uh, I saw him first take steps and then jog across to come out for the third quarter, I knew he was going to play again because he was starting warming up right away, throwing right. the ball. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, it was painful. There is some swelling. Let's see what happens. Uh, I, if I was a betting man, 
I think he's going to be out there Sunday, and I think we'll see a lot of what we saw last night. Oh, he'll Again, play. Again, a lot of uh, limited mobility type of play calls. Not a lot of stretch handoffs, not a lot of keeps and rollouts. Let's just sit back and fire it and see what they can do against that Vikings secondary, yeah. which is better than the Bears secondary, but I don't think the Vikings have the pass rush the Bears do either. So we'll see what happens. Should and if you fun. get the ball out fast, it doesn't matter what your pass rush is doing. If, it, if the ball's yeah, out in two, guys, two and a half. I don't know what it is, but the guys just seem to run better. Routes cleaner. Everything's cleaner. Well, they hurry up for some reason. Well, they got it done. That's the bottom line. Welcome our listeners from Sheboygan and Wausau. We welcome our viewers online across the Midwest communication stations. We are live from the stadium view on Holmgren Way. Just a beautiful view up the road to mighty Lambeau and a great place to come any night of the week, but certainly when the boys are home. Yeah, stick around tonight. Watch the doubleheader of Monday Night Football. You also have Brewers-Cubs at 7.05. Watch there the game go. here. Big game. They have Singo here every Wednesday. That's musical bingo from 6 to 9. Dueling pianos are here in the banquet hall September 15th. Doors are opening up at 7. Show starts at 8. Then they're here September 29th, November 10th. 1st of December and the end of the month in December. Then happy hour every Monday, 10A to close. 10 a.m. Did you hear that? Happy hour on Mondays, 10 a.m. to close. It's a happy Monday indeed. 24-23, pack over the Bears. When we come back, the dean of the Northwestern Wildcats, Dean Lowry, joins us on the fifth quarter right after this timeout. All right, welcome back. We're just getting rolling here tonight. A long way to go. We'll send somebody to the Packers and Vikings before the end of the show. Don't forget to sign up for door prizes. The hot and cold play right around the corner as well. But it is a pleasure to welcome back to the Stadium View stage. Now in his third year from Northwestern University by the way of Rockford's Boylan High School, number 94 on that Packer defensive line. Let's welcome back Dean Lowry, everybody. Hello, Dean. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Congrats. Thank on you. What a night. Yeah, it was a fun night, that's for sure. Um, you know, Lambeau Field last night was rocking. Um, the atmosphere, the second half especially, was just very exciting, and uh, it was a great team win. Just how you guys scripted it then? That went according to <laughs> according to the game plan? Uh, not exactly, <laughs> but at halftime, I thought we made the right adjustments on both sides, and we really came out firing the second half. You go up against this guy every day in practice. Do you even begin to appreciate what he is capable of? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, every every day in practice, he makes you know these throws that are just incredible. And Do you remember you, that one in camp, that no looker to the corner yeah. of the end zone. <laughs> it, was, it was it was like in two minutes, he was like throwing across. That was the a two minute drill, yeah. Like like fifty yards in the corner of the end zone. But I mean, he, he's he's remarkable. And I think it gives us confidence, you know, on the defense too, because at halftime, you know, we were down by you know twenty, whatever it was, and we knew that if we got a few stops, the crowd would get back into the game. You know, Aaron, if he if he went, would have, give us a chance to win. So. Just having him on our team gives us confidence, you know, to go out there and get a few stops to get things rolling. If there's snaps and there's time, there's belief. That's right. Yep. There's no question <laughs> about that. When did you guys know that Rodgers was going to go in the second half? Not until um, when he came back onto the field. You know, we didn't know who was going to be the quarterback, and then we saw once he was jogging back on the field, the crowd went crazy, and I was like, all right, here we go, he's back. So um, it, it didn't really affect our, you know, our mentality in terms of just, you know, how to get that stop. But I think having him out there definitely helped. Yeah, McCarthy the said game. he didn't even know. Yeah, we didh- didn't know. So <laughs> until you know, Aaron kind of come up to him and said, you know, I'm yeah, yeah, back in. Yeah. So it's away they go. How much do you hate unscouted looks? <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough, you know, especially that those first like 15 plays for them, we, you know, we call them scripted looks, which really were unscouted looks. So um, a lot of that was kind of new formations, new personnel. They the showed. tackle splits out wide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good yeah. Lord. What? That's my first time seeing that. So um, it was a very uh, creative offense per se, but I think. 
you know, at halftime you know, with Coach Patton as new D, D coordinator, we made the right adjustments, and I thought we shut them down in the second half. For the and most part. Is, it, is it just me, or does it appear, Dean, that all right? Once they get beyond the script, then they kind of go into what you know, right. how they run things, right. what you have seen through the preseason, exactly. and and all of a sudden. You weather the storm with all of the communication stuff mm -hmm. that has to go on in that first series or two. And then I think Kettrell told me today in the locker room, hey, we get through that and then we're just playing ball. Right. I mean, there's always runs that you expect, like, you know, those power plays and outside zones and, you know, inside zones. But um, that very first play of the game, they had, like, a T formation in the back. Yeah, I know. Like, I, guys I, lined, I, I was like, what, I what, said, what is this right Sid Luckman? It's, it's like old school football right here. But, um, I, yeah, I think, you know, after that, you know, we made the adjustments. We moved on. It was great. You mentioned Mike Pettin, the new D coordinator. What do you like about him the most? What's What are some of the changes that excite you? Talk about his defensive schemes. I think the biggest thing, just watching um, the film and just being out there, is that our defense seemed very unpredictable last night. And I think I saw somewhere that you know even Trubisky was saying that they expected us to be in more man and zone and just things like that. So just having that... Um, that you know element of your defense along with an aggressive play style it just it, it makes it fun to play in and it's a, it's a up tempo high energy defense a lot of pressure as you saw in third down and uh, I think everyone has bought into it and it's really working and well very so far. curious now I know Oren Burks is on the shelf Antonio Morrison and Kyle Tumor or, or Corey Tumor are brand new to this thing but Jermaine Whitehead coming into the yep. box and you're yeah. going 60 B's <laughs> One, maybe two down linemen in a lot of sets. What's that yeah. all about? Uh, that, that's more week to week thing. You know, Chicago is more of an 11 personnel team, so a lot of it was, um, you know, using more DBs back there. And, and he said, you know, for our defense, we're going to play with a, a light box a lot of times. So it's on the guys up front to have, you know, play to our strength of our, our team, really, is our, our D line, the guys up front. So he kind of put it on us, and I thought for the most part, we shut the run game down um, and, and got some, some good pressure. Howard leaked out a couple. I think the 122 yarder. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a good back. And he's a good back. Some of that was 1,300 yards a year for his first yeah, year. Yeah, and, and some of that was um, tackling and angles. That was our first time playing a full game, you know, as a defense, you know. But um, with 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 that, but that S can improve um, tackling and and, and tackling. Uh, you hit a, a nerve. I, I've been saying this for years. That first game, even the first couple of games, Dean, is really when. The team gets its feet wet, figures out how to play together because you don't do it, you know, all yeah. summer. No, yeah. I mean, even in preseason, you know, most of the guys only play three of the games, and even then it's about a series to, you know, a first half. So that, that was a, our first big test as a defense, and I thought we, you know, for the most part played really well. I thought so too. Do you like how preseason is handled, or would you like to see a heavier workload there to get you guys more on the same page getting into week one? Um, you know, if I had to change it, I would say maybe a heavier workload, but maybe condense it a little bit. It, it seems like it's, you know, four to five weeks, and that's kind of a long time in my opinion, but maybe. 15 camp practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe adding some uh, practices and during like the offseason, like OTAs, but um, it, it seems like it's kind of spread out long or I, I don't know. But I mean, overall, it's not too bad. Coach McCarthy knows when to push us, knows how to get us better, but also knows how to, you know, let us recover. You sound too. like a veteran now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's lighten it up a little. Lighten it up. Uh, you mentioned what, what you believe, and uh, understandably so, is the strength of this team maybe outside of the QB and the receivers but that's the guy you guys up front uh Muhammad Wilkerson the addition Mike Daniels Pro Bowl Kenny Clark on his way to one you're in the mix uh that is a Montrevious Adams, Montrevious Adams finally finally <laughs> getting involved and getting going 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's a very deep room. And like you said, uh, Montrevis has experience in Coach Patton's defense in New York. And he's, I mean, a super talented guy. Uh, Mike Daniels, you know, is Mike Daniels. He brings it every single play. Um, and Kenny is an emerging star in the NFL. So, um, you know, along with the guys on the outside with, you know, with Clay and Nick and Reggie getting outside pressure too. So, you know, that has to be our strength as a team to, to really affect these quarterbacks. And our, our defense is built to really um, make it tough on, on, on the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And if we can get pressure and, and have those guys in the secondary cover as well as they did, we're going to be a tough team to Trubisky beat. Trubisky was bolting a lot. I mean, yeah. you guys were chasing him. That's for sure. Flushing him. Yeah. Yep, that's for sure. And I think also with, with play style, we had really good pursuit too. And I think we're, we do a good job of keeping guys fresh in there and um, you know making sure that when, when we're out there, we're really giving it all. So what was the buzz on the sideline when Rodgers went down? Uh, it, it wasn't. It was just very quiet, very still. Um, you know, kind of how the crowd was. Um, you know, and, and things weren't going our way, and, and defensively or offensively too. So it, it was one of those moments where we kind of it was it was a gut check, and we knew that you know it, it was kind of it, it was a turning point you know in the game, and really it was a big part of the season you know, how we would respond after that. So um, you know, luckily you know Aaron came back in the game, but you know I, I think you know hopefully we would have had the same mentality if he wasn't. Did your in there. thoughts. Go to US Bank Stadium at all? A, a yeah. little bit. Flashbacks. I was just like, oh man, just everything is not going our way right now. But that, that's how you know these games are in the NFL. You know, things are. Um, it, it's a roller coaster at times, and that's just you got to keep fighting through the adversity of each game. Was anyone trying to listen through the thin blue tarp walls underneath the tent, trying <laughs> yes. to hear anything? Uh, what were they were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, I mean, it actually was quiet at that time. But no, I, I don't think so. I think guys were just kind of making sure that. You know, he got up walking, which was good, and we know that we have really good medical staff, too, to help Aaron out. And a game like this is so many ways, other than Aaron coming back and doing what he did, but you guys surviving the uh, 10 points and two drives and surviving two fourth-down stop drives at the end, you can get a lot of mileage off that kind of a game, man. <laughs> right. Also, in the second half, too, I think a big part of the win was our red zone defense, too. And if we can hold teams to a field goal after a long drive, you know, that's, that's not, you know, really terrible thing. So if we can keep improving that and making sure teams aren't getting six opposed to, you know, three, that's, that's a big part. All right, just start taking away yeah. before the last <laughs> offensive right. snap for the Bears. Right. Dean Lowry is our guest tonight. We're just getting going. We're going to take a break, come back with more from Dean. And when we return, we'll look for the hot play of the day. We are live from the stadium here. The fifth quarter is back after this timeout. Welcome back, everybody. Great, great win for the Pack last night. That one's going to be remembered for a long time. I'll never forget the first Packer-Bear game I witnessed. I was 10 years old, 1968. Packers were pinned back. Game was tied at 10. They punted the ball. Cecil Turner made a fair catch. Remember Cecil Turner? Great kickoff returner. Made a fair catch at the 46-yard line. And out comes Mac Percival with a T. And they put the ball on the 46-yard line. Put the ball on the T. And with no rush, he kicked it through the uprights for a free kick field goal. I didn't understand the rule. What the hell were they doing? How old were you? 10. 10 years old. And the Packers lose 13 to 10 on a free kick. I cried all the way home. And oh. I think that rule's still on the books. If you make a fair catch in the last couple of minutes. Your dad didn't tell you to man up and wipe away the no. tears? No. No. He was crying too. <laughs> Dean Lowry, our guest tonight. But hey, but since then, the Packers have dominated the Bears. It's been an incredible run. And uh, I think Rodgers now 17-4 and all time. Made some plays last night. And we're looking for the hottest play of the day. 
It's time to play our game from Robinson's and here's how it works. You guess the play, you get a prize tonight. You also get qualified for a grand prize at the end of the year. A pair of indoor clubs to see the Packers and the Kitty Cats in the regular season finale. Marcy is up first. Marcy, what, what do you think? Game-winning touchdown to Randall Cobb. Hot plays a slam dunk for this game, don't you believe? Three snaps after the Bears got three to go up six. The Rodgers to Randall combo made it the play to remember. 229 to go. Rodgers shotgun, three receivers right, one to the left. Snap to A-Rod. Rushes on, has time. Yeah, they're fixing it nice, aren't they? Listen to Larry go absolutely ape. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 75 indeed. Yeah, Randall said there really wasn't that much to it. I saw Aaron start to scramble, and uh, I just tried to break free. And once I caught the ball, I just saw green grass. So just try to run, get to the end zone. He got to the end zone again. Marcy, you're a hot play winner. We'll look for the cold play a little bit later on. Congratulations. You're so in. Wayne and Larry obviously very excited. It wasn't that much different on television with Collinsworth and Michaels. They I guess were, they were drooling. They huh? were all in on the comeback. Oh yeah, it was the greatest thing they had ever seen. Do you, well, you were in the you were in the building all day today, but even the national shows today are just yeah, continue it, to fawn over it's, twelve. It's, <laughs> it's funny to walk through like the dining hall in the facility. You see the TVs on, and it's just all Aaron Rodgers. You know, <laughs> is, is he the best quarterback of all time? All this stuff. So it's just like, oh, I just saw him in the locker room. So it's, it's, you know, it's kind of funny to kind of be in like the middle of all the attention right now in the sporting world. And I Do did, you, I did you, see him in the locker room too. And I just will say, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't limping or anything like that. He was wearing a compression sleeve on his left leg, which is understandable, but he seemed to be moving fine. Didn't yeah. want to say anything to us today. He just kind of, you know, smiled, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see yeah, what we'll happens see. later this week. Are yeah. you guys ever like, hey, we played too? You know, uh, we we had to get stops. We're here. We're here. Yeah, a little bit. But it's that's not just one goes. man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Aaron, Aaron recognizes Oh, absolutely. That. I mean, he, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I think, you know, with – you know, he is the leader of our team, and, you know, I think as, as he goes, you know, our, our team goes. But also, we have a very strong defense. we got you know, a lot of re receivers, too, that stepped up with Geronimo having a great game and Randall playing well and uh, Devontae, of course. So, I think, you know, I think he respects especially just the, the talent that we have around him this year. You guys didn't have a good first half. What was the mood at halftime? What was being said in the locker room? Uh, you know, yeah, it was very tense, honestly. Um, you know, there, there wasn't, you know, uh, finger-pointing, but there, there was a lot of kind of just like, you know, we got to step it up. This is – they're outplaying us. They have more energy than us, and, you know, we got to respond to if, even if, you know, 12 isn't out there. So, um, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, pretty per se, but it was one of those things where I think it was just kind of a turning point in the game, and we responded. Yeah. Are, the, are the coaches very vocal there, or is it individual players stepping up and – uh, kind of rallying was, guys. Yes, yeah, it, it was both. You know, a lot of the veterans that have been through these big games were, you know, you know, telling guys to step up. You know, this is a big moment for us. And uh, also coaches, too. You know, that was, I think, um, you know, at, at times embarrassing first half. So 
Um, it was all about responding, and we knew that you know with with some things and that would go in our favor that the game would would still be close. And there's not a lot of time when you think about it oh, at yeah, halftime. By the time you walk in there, coaches are going to chat for a minute, come to you guys maybe with whatever adjustments they want to talk about, and then you talk amongst yourselves about how you got to get that turned around, and out you go. Yeah, it goes very quick. Our first like few minutes, just getting a snack or getting you know like a peanut butter sandwich, and then uh, coaches come <laughs> in, try and fire us up, and then it's adjustments. So it's it's about ten minutes, but it's really definitely kind of a, a bang bang moment. There so, are there are snacks. At halftime, yeah. you guys are trying to refuel yeah, that sort we, of thing. We usually have um, like a, either a protein shake or you know a PB and J sandwich and some oranges. So just to try and keep that it's like, the energy no, going in the second like half. Youth soccer. Yeah, it is. Right. Oranges at halftime. Yeah, just <laughs> some extra energy. You know, <laughs> who, who brings the halos this week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little mini mandarin oranges. Our, yeah. our uh, head nutritionist uh, Adam Corzen is uh, in charge of that. Wow, <laughs> that's hilarious. So you go down seventeen after the Mac pick six, which is just unbelievable, and you come out and you're on defense early you have uh, Muhammad with wasn't as bad as Clay's but the roughing the passer penalty Dean how hard is it to let up glance off rather than hit a QB these days you, you yeah, guys have been I mean, schooled about this you talk it, about it it's tough, uh, you know, and also in practice we don't have the opportunity to hit the quarterback, obviously. So it's more of like a game, you know, thing you just got to feel for. Um, but also, I mean, it, it's a split second thing, and it, it really is tough, um, you know, to, to try and differentiate between, you know, making sure we're making our presence felt with the quarterback, and also, you know, making sure it's a legal hit. So um, I thought that one was questionable. Um, it was actually a great pass rush on his part. He got really good pressure on him, but. You know, that's just it's the, the NFL today. We've got to be aware of it and be smart players. And then they came out. They converted a big third down on that opening drive. Uh, Kevin King looked like he had Cohen on the screen. And then Cohen goes into a little wildcat snap. Remember that play? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that uh, really didn't fool anybody. And that was the first of your red zone stops, which led to a field goal. And I think, okay, three's way better than seven. I know it's 20, but now Aaron's back. Yeah, and that was a big part of the game, you know, having a few stops in there. Uh, the crowd was back into it. Um, Aaron, you know, then went out there and had a touchdown. So um, that was just a really exciting part of the night and, you know, kept going. Three and out, three and out. Big yep. stops on third yep. down the next two, resulting exactly. in two more scores, and we got ourselves a ball game. So exactly. the adjustments paid off. The energy level picked up. Um, and uh, even McCarthy admitted that. He said he said the Bears were just a, probably a half step faster than us early in that game, and we had to get it back. Yeah, in that first half, they had a lot of energy. Uh, you know, you know, the first game of the year is always going to be that element of it. And you know, once Mac had those few those big plays, I mean, you knew that they were they're fired up. But um, you know, as things go in games, there's always ebbs and flows of, of how things turn out. And we kind of just wanted to weather the storm and then halftime make the adjustments and go out there and get the W. Do you get a little bit more amped up, not just for a division game, but it's Packers Bears rivalry week? Is there a little bit you, of extra fire for you? Grew for you? up with this rivalry. Yeah, you know, I was actually you know a Bear fan growing yes. up, so um, excuse. So, so I know the history behind these two teams and this the, um, the the great players that have played this game and everything that goes with it. So it for me, especially being a you know local kid, there is an added element of just wanting to beat these guys and go out. Are there you and be, allowed back in Rockford at all? Uh, yeah, you know Rockford is like very the northern part of Illinois, so it's probably about 60, 40 Bears to Packers, but there's still plenty of Packer fans in the area. So growing that's, that's up, kind of cool. Growing up a Bears fan, what are some of your memories of the Packers Bears rivalry? I mean, do you? Yeah. 
Um, a lot of it was, you know, more sadness watching Brett Favre. <laughs> kind of yeah, you grew up on the Favre. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, yeah that, was, that was my era. But so um, you kind of missed the mid '80s. Yeah, stuff, I mean, huh? just a lot of the great players: Favre, Ahmad Green, Bubba Franks, and you know, um, you know, with, against Erlocker and those guys and that those Bears defenses. So a lot of those battles, um, even um, in, in the, the um, 2010 year, the NFC Championship game. You know, when when Aaron came back that year to um, play in that game and. Um, just a lot of great memories of just watching great games and not to be a part of it is pretty special. I bet it is. Dean Lowry is our guest tonight. We'll finish up with the Bears and look ahead to the Vikes. When we <clears throat> when we come back, I'm all choked up about that one. We're going to have some more fun next. <laughs> Looking for a cold play when we return with Dean Lowry in the fifth quarter live from the stadium view right after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, that was our selfie break here with Dean Lowry, our guest tonight after the Packers beat the Bears 24-23. We had a hot play winner. Now it's time to find our cold play winner. Brought to you by Robinsons. Let's get somebody qualified for the end of the year prize. Chilly one last night. On a Larry night is up first. Larry, what's your guess? Khalil Max interception return for a touchdown. Do you talk about two slam dunk plays? Yeah. I don't think we've ever had easier ones in a wild game like that. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Already down 10. Aaron Rodgers was already down. Deshaun Kaiser allowed Khalil Mack to become an instant legend in Chicago in his debut. Started 19. And this time he's going to go down. It's going to be picked off by Mack. Back with the interception. And Mack will take it all the way in for a touchdown. How crazy was that? Robertson Harris extracted the ball 28 yards, and Khalil Mack is already the defensive MVP of the season. So fast that Kaiser doesn't even have a chance to make a play, and then there's that guy earning every single penny. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth on the NBC call last night. Yeah, Mack put a point shortly after taking some off the board when he sacked Kaiser and literally swiped the ball out of his hands inside the Chicago 10. Deshaun talked about the Mack attack. Uh, you know, the first one, uh, you know, he, he gets off the block trying to get out. Uh, you know, he gets, he gets his hands on the ball, strips the ball away. Um, the second one, uh, kind of lose vision of him after uh, he get a little contact of, uh, you know, on the legs. Uh, try to make a, you know, a great play and unfortunately make it, made it back to the worst thing. Yeah, a little worse. And the cold one of the night. Larry, you're in. Congratulations. Congrats, did you know that Chris Collinsworth kids roomed with Deshaun Kaiser at Notre Dame? I did not. We found that out on the broadcast. Well, isn't that special? He wanted to disclose that just in case he was actively cheering for Deshaun Kaiser <laughs> on the air. He just wanted everyone to know. I'm not supposed to cheer for him, but I'm rooting for him. Uh, were you surprised at how disruptive Mac was having not taken even a rep until this past week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was a little bit. I mean, I knew how good he was as a player, but to be that disruptive in the first half, to get, you know, a sack and then a forced fumble recovery and then the interception, I mean, that's a that's a pretty loaded that's, first half. That's so, a pretty, um, not but, unlike your game against the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, I guess, yeah. Former NFC Player of the Week right here, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, yeah, for that touchdown <laughs> you scored last year. That's right. But that, that, was, that, was, that was also uh, Belaga's first start since you know his injury too. So I think you know after the, that first half he settled down. And really, I thought blocked him really well in the second half. And you go against, like I said, Aaron every day, and you also go against their no huddle and their hurry up every day, and yep. you get gassed. Yeah, no, I think also our old line played really good too. So I'm um, going against you know Bakhtiari and Belaga and those guys on the inside. It's a really good old line, so that's gonna, they, they should protect him really well this year. All right. Um, we've got a streak going here at the fifth quarter. Geronimo Allison was on last week. He scored a touchdown last night. So next week against the Vikings, <laughs> it's on you now. 
right. It's All on right. you to keep this streak going. Right. I'm not saying you never know. I'm not saying you have to split wide in an offensive no. set, but interception fumble return, it's on you. I had one last year, so right? you know, hopefully yeah. this well, could be the week. Hey, Don't ruin this. There's for no us. hey, there's no fullbacks on the roster either. Huh? You never know, yeah. Huh? That's right. Huh? Yeah. Yep. Why not? Never About know. the Vikes. Yeah. Uh, a 1-0 team that uh, beat the 49ers. They got after uh, the 49ers million-dollar baby, Jimmy Garoppolo, for three picks and a pick six. Uh, you won't have to worry about that defense, which is awfully good for Mike Zimmer, but you will have to see Kirk Cousins again on a different team. Dalvin Cook is back. They've got some weapons in Rudolph and Thielen and Diggs. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, you know, I haven't watched too much film on them yet um, this week, but just off of last year, you know, they have a really good, um, you know, run game. It starts up front. They're, they're a team who wants to run the ball and play defense, so that's kind of their identity. So um, D-line, we got to step it up and, and play even better against the run. But, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys who, you know, he makes all the throws. You know, he's he's very effective when he has time back there. So we got to get pressure on him. That's a big key to the game. And they have what you had for three, four years in a row, and that's the uh – North Division Championship hats. Yeah, that's right. And it's also in the back of our mind. Um, you know, also, that's they're also the team who hurt Aaron last year, too. So ah, I, th- I think that, ooh, you know, as yeah. of right now, they're you know, our main rival in the NFC North just off of how well they played the past few years and just their defense and, and their pride and, and how they play football. You're not looking at, like, getting revenge on Sunday, are you? And you're not? Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> you know, they got us twice last year, so. I mean, you know, legal revenge, right? Uh, nothing, legal revenge, nothing right. Nothing dirty, you know, just, nothing. Right, just, just clean football, and, you know, nowadays uh, with everything being Yeah, called, that was so. yeah, obviously <laughs> Anthony Barr's play, right. uh, which is now illegal. You cannot throw a man into the ground right. and. The Rogers rule. Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. kind of the Rogers rule to protect yeah, the QBs. Yeah. I think it's best for that to, to really kind of be in effect. And just because we got to protect our quarterbacks, it's, it's really a quarterback driven league. So to have more rules around that, I, I think even I'll admit that it's probably best for, for football. So for you yesterday, it's a Sunday night football game. You got a lot of time before you guys actually get to kick off. You know, there's a couple of rounds of games before you. Yeah. What are you doing to pass the time? just trying to keep maybe the butterflies down, getting yourself even keel throughout the day. Yeah, that morning we usually have meetings and a walkthrough. We'll watch the film from practice from that previous day. Um, we'll go over our, our the last calls and like the game plan, and then um, we'll go home, and I'll, I'll take a quick nap, and then I'll usually watch the game, see what's going on. Um, kind of get your mind, you know, thinking of football, you know, visualizing what you're going to see, what kind of blocks, what kind of um, even atmosphere, you know, what to expect out there. And just, just a lot of just kind of relaxation, visualization and go out there and performing are you a butterflies guy do you get a lot of nerves before games uh, I am you know that yeah that very first um, <laughs> before that very first hit I'm definitely feeling a lot of excitement a lot of you know nervous energy but after that first play it all kind of settles down and you just play football yeah but, especially the first game yeah the big right, night, first 100 game too. night yeah, yeah 100 know. season all the stuff yep. that went into this one it, yep. it was just uh, amazing you'll feel a lot better when it's week two and it's also nice to be home Two division games back to back, great test and a, and a great and I think easy way to get motivated to get out of the gate fast here. Yeah, absolutely, and I think we know that even these games have you know a big effect on the our record and where we play in the playoffs down the road. So these these are really you know big games for us. We got to win them each each time. So it's uh, it's a big deal. I've always wondered for players when you guys are watching other games like yesterday. Maybe you're watching the three twenty five game, something like that. When you're watching those games, can you just watch it as a fan? Or are you, like, nitpicking what's happening on the field? Like, oh, here's what happened. He yeah. went the wrong gap. Yeah, they're yeah, double I mean, teams. <laughs> they're blocking plans. Do you look at those games differently? 
yeah, the sad thing is, almost you know, exclusively now, I watch it more as like like nitpick it, kind of yeah. watching your guy. You, you don't watch as a fan anymore because you're always watching kind of like you know how teams would attack your defense and and certain guys you like watching certain defensive linemen, um, and that's kind of how you you view things. So you know, after football, I'm sure I'll, I'll enjoy it more and you know play fantasy football and all that stuff. But right now, you're kind of just <laughs> you know looking at it from a film perspective. So you, do, you don't do fantasy football now? You don't uh, have any I, teams? I, some guys on the team do, but I don't play. No, I just kind of, you Good know. Good for just, you. I don't yeah. either. I would get bugged all the time about, well, you know all these players. You go to all the games. You know all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, don't bother. So what would you do with your offseason? Do any traveling? Do anything fun? Yeah, I was out in, uh, in California for about a month um, training out there at a facility uh, in San Diego. Um, I was back in Chicago area training at school. So um, just, just, you know, staying busy, um, taking time off, just, you know, mentally recharging. So it was a good off season. Right. Doing any surfing in California? Uh, Are you a surfer no, guy? Nothing like that? No, you know, I couldn't balance that. Well, I probably would sink the board with my weight. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many 6'6", 290 guys yeah. are on surfboards. But. but, you know, I went to the beach, enjoyed the weather, and it's nice to kind of mix it up a little bit and just get out of the Midwest for nice. you know, for Hey, Wildcats got out to a start. Big Ten opener. Yep. Purdue. Uh, we beat, we beat Purdue very first game of the year uh, last Thursday night, but then we fell to Duke Saturday. So, oh, ouch. Yeah, that, that was a rough one. So. Ooh, the Jeopardy Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Northwestern yeah. beat Duke. Right. Uh, so. But uh, I, it's amazing how that program stays competitive. We all understand the academic requirements getting in, the enrollment size, and, that, and everything else. But I tell you what, Pat, he's done a hell of a job there. I mean, he's a great coach. I think, you know, he's somebody who's very loyal to the school, too. Uh, he played there. Um, he knows, you know, what it's like to be a player there. So, you know, I think it helps recruiting and it helps to get guys, you know, across the country that want to, um, you know, play Big Ten football but also go to a, to a very, you know, elite school. So he, he understands, you know, the kind of player that he, he needs to recruit to, to go there and excel there. So he's doing a great job. All right, Dean. Best of luck the rest of the way. That sure was fun last night. Let's get another NFC Player of the Week uh, accolades <laughs> or two this season. Get after the Vikes. Stay healthy. And really appreciate you spending a little time with us and the fans here tonight, Dean. Yeah, no problem. Thank Outstanding. You guys. Ladies and yep. gentlemen, number 94, Dean Lowry, our guest tonight. When we come back, we're sending somebody in this tavern to the Viking game. Don't go away. We'll wrap it up right after this timeout. All right, welcome back, everybody. Dean was awesome again. He's great. Yeah, he's really good. Dean's he great. is really good. Hey, a lot of good results, actually, out of the NFC. You know, the NFC West is 0 for 3. Seattle down. Niners down. <laughs> Arizona down. Rams go in Oakland tonight. I like the fact that uh, the Falcons lost Thursday night. The Cowboys look like a mess. So, all right, let's get to 2-0 and see what happens when the Packers take on the Queens. And the Browns didn't let's lose. See. And the Browns didn't lose. 21-all yeah. to the Steelers. Their losing streak is over. Well, sort of. Uh. They didn't crack open the bud vase, though. No, they did not. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe next week. We'll see what happens. Speaking of next week, our friends from Robinson are so good to you people that come to the show every week. We got a pair of tickets to the Packers and the Vikings. Who's going to the ball game? Z Sue Jakes. Sue Jakes. So you Must got to be change that Vera shirt to the Viking shirt. Stick around. We got more door prizes to give when we're done. We'll see you next Monday night. Thanks for everybody. I'm Mark Daniels. So long, everybody. Go Brewers. <laughs>